Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the PXM Pioneers podcast. My name is John Evans. I'm Senior Director of Demand Generation at Akinio. And we're back for another episode as we continue to take a closer look at the ways Akinio PIM can help you deal with the business effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. While most of the popular discussion regarding business and the pandemic is focused around closing of stores and the shift towards digital commerce, that's really only half the story. We know from talking to our customers and prospects that the crisis has brought on a lot of challenges related to the supply chain. So whether changing market needs have forced them to add new products to their catalog or the suppliers have had to delay or cancel shipments due to the effects of the pandemic, or suppliers have just plain old gone out of business entirely. A lot of B2B and B2C sellers have been forced to find and onboard new suppliers in order to keep up with demand. Onboarding, of course, isn't always an easy process, so we wanted to take this chance to help you understand how you can do that more easily and more efficiently. And today I'd like to welcome my guest for the episode, Tongi Mariadek. Tongi is the Regional Sales Director for Northern Europe and Asia Pacific here at Akinio. And he's been talking to enterprises of all styles and sizes to help them get through these challenging times. So Tongi, welcome. Yeah, thanks John for inviting me. Happy to be here. So I mentioned the supply chain a moment ago. And so my first question for you, Tongi, is how have you seen current situation disrupt supply chains? What kinds of things have the companies that your team has talked to said about this? Well, of course, this this current quarter has been very challenging times. And um, I'd like to just give uh, the example of a prospect I've been meeting the other day. Um, The sales there have been actually very positively impacted by COVID, uh, something like plus 30% increase. Um, and the issue this customer was facing uh, soon was actually getting his supplies to, to supply products. And he had to quickly change plans, uh, look for other suppliers, maybe more local. Um, so that's something quite un- unexpected uh, that we saw. So they, their actually sales have gone up. So he's probably suffering from perhaps a reduction in supply as the suppliers have had to, had to shut down or... Uh, be confined for a certain amount of time, right? Yeah, absolutely, and 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 it's obvious that the effect um, uh, across, you know, the the supply is just for about everyone, um, the ones that have sales impacted or not uh, in in a positive or negative way. Um, some suppliers have long shipping times and or have gone out of business, uh, and they are basically forcing sellers uh, to find new suppliers in order to continue to serve their customers. And I think because of that, um, some of the sellers we're speaking to are looking to, you know, local suppliers in order to shore up um, their supply chain, both now in this very moment uh, and in the event of also future issues. We acknowledge that maybe those events will might be more happening uh, in the future and they want to try to shorten the delivery lead times so that those items have a shorter distance to travel. Yeah, that makes sense. And as market demand shifts because of COVID, um, some companies are pivoting their business model, uh, or at least they're adapting their catalogs uh, to basically include new products, which means that bringing on new suppliers uh, at the end of the day and and collecting the right product information from those suppliers uh, in order to ultimately sell uh, them. Yeah, that was actually also came up in my discussion with uh, Emmerich. The other day when we were talking about adapting catalogs 
and people actually changing the business model. But uh, we didn't mention the part about the suppliers. So it's interesting that you know these things all do have a, a chain effect, don't they? Yeah. So what are some of the detailed challenges then that sellers go through when they're adding new suppliers? We talked about you know we want to get people who are more local, we want to get people who are still running. But when it comes time to say, okay, I found my supplier and I've signed them up, and now I want to get the information from them about the products. What are kind of the steps that companies go through to try and make that as streamlined as possible? Yeah, I think it's it's a good question because it's not just a matter of software or, or putting the right process, but often when we listen to the suppliers of our customers, they often say that finally, uh, with a product like the, the Aquino and Border, they know what their retailers are expecting from them. So it's a matter of making suppliers and retailers communicate well together. So that's first a big uh, thing they, they achieve uh, by investing in solutions like, uh, like this. So it's all about you know, getting product information from a new supplier. Uh, and that's something, of course, very, very time-consuming, uh, a very manual process if you don't have the right resource in place. Uh, so a customer of mine... Uh, for example, needed, I think, three weeks uh, to get a single product through the whole process of referencing, uh, getting the right information, going back and forth with, with the, the suppliers. Uh, and that, without a PIM, of course, is, is, is very long. Um, and I think now it has been reduced uh, to a matter of a, a couple of days uh, uh, through the introduction of the, the Akio uh, PIM and, and onboarder, basically. Um, the other, another challenge we see is that in the very current context, uh, smaller and or more distributed teams can face even larger struggles uh, when trying to quickly onboard new supply data. Uh, it's easier to synchronize between teams when you're uh, in the same open space. Uh, it's, way, it's way more challenging when you uh, work remotely uh, and having something that gathers uh, everything you need from the suppliers is of course uh, of, of essence here. Yeah, no question that having some tools in place to help do this are going to make this process much more efficient. And and even if you can reduce some of the manual effort with a smaller team that uh, a lot of companies are, are having to work with now, that can also help make sure that the work continues to get done. I know uh, you have a really good example, though, of one of your customers who has effectively used the PIM to help streamline that process. Why don't you tell me a little bit about them? Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm, I'm, I'm actually proud, very proud of this case because it's uh, one of the customers we signed uh, in Australia, one of our flagship customers uh, called uh, Meyer. Um, Meyer, I'm just conscious not, not everyone know them, uh, is the number one department store in Australia. And of course, for a department store, uh, it is of essence to be able to uh, accept new supplies in uh, new assortments, new category of products. This is what they've been doing uh, all the times. And they've used actually Akinio to um, devise an easier method uh, for uploading product descriptions, imagery, uh, and also put the right process in place to actually get uh, products to customers more quickly. And they did so in a very clever way by doing a sort of gamification, um, I would say, of their supplies by grading them. And depending on, the, on their grades, uh, the suppliers have... Uh, the promise to be able to sell faster through the Maya network, basically. So it's it's a very clever way to introduce uh, onboarding of products uh, in, a, in a gamification. I would imagine also that with Meyer as a department store, they got a 
pretty broad assortment. They probably have a lot of suppliers. So for somebody saying, okay, I, I want to figure out a way to make this process less manual, and I've got hundreds or thousands of suppliers, how do you suggest that companies approach prioritizing which suppliers to work with? Where do you start? And, and how do you get the big suppliers to participate and provide the information that you need? Yeah, I think it's it, it's a good question, and and it's um, a question we hear often when when people feel like not every supply should be uh, handled in the same way, and and it's a fair assumption to say that some of the biggest suppliers worldwide will most likely not accept to enter your processes, and which such suppliers you will have to behave in a in a different way. But uh, and you have to have the maturity to do the assessment of what are the suppliers that I'm going to uh, impose my my processes. What are the ones who will accept to you know play cards with me? And here, I think we we have come up to the conclusion that people should sometimes consider simplifying this approach by applying a, a sort of eighty twenty rule. In in very in a lot of cases, twenty percent of your suppliers would provide eighty percent of products, but that twenty percent is typically comprised of uh, massive suppliers with huge number of, of customers. And, and the question is then how, how do we effectively and efficiently manage this long tail of suppliers that you know, they, are 80, they represent 80% of your suppliers uh, and they provide uh, maybe just 20% of your products and you want to make sure they don't you know, cost you uh, a lot of money or slow down the, the, the time to market. You still need them. You need to have their products on, in your assortment, uh, but you have to find a way to efficiently manage them uh, to make sure the the costs don't go too high. So it may be the case then where you know some other really big manufacturers or brands out there can say, you know, I'm not going to sign into your environment and provide you the information proactively. Maybe you have to go get it and do something a little bit more manual. But the other, you said the long tail, all of these people, it takes the same amount of time and effort to get products loaded from any supplier but if you can help automate that process, basically what you're saying is you don't have to worry about the vast majority in terms of numbers of suppliers out there. You can actually provide a much more automated environment for them to help contribute because it's in their interest for you to sell the products too. Yeah, so I think it, it, it'd be interesting here to, to talk about one of our customers, Petra, in the U.S., um, who is a wholesale distributor uh, for consumer electronics. It's typically, of course, an industry where you would see a lot of suppliers, uh, a lot of products, uh, and complexity in the data model you have to, to manage. Uh, and here, I think we see typically the, the case where a customer has successfully used a Kineo PIM to help their supply managers oversee an average of 30 suppliers each, enriching a total of 33,000 products whilst accelerating time to market and improving uh, product data quality. That's a really cool story, and you know it's probably relevant as well in the consumer electronics space, and you know any others where you've got new models, new products, new items, new technology that's coming out on a regular basis. So there's a lot of information that needs to be handled and sorted, and you know kind of cont continuously updated, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You'd see the similar case in uh, the likes of fashion industry, um, DIY, retail consumer electronics retail uh, for, for B2C as well. So when you continuously have new catalog coming in, uh, you have to continuously search for new suppliers. So that's, 
exactly exactly an example I would name for other industries. Yeah. Yeah, and we know from talking to a lot of companies out there, uh, most of them don't really have a good systematic way of capturing this product information. You know, other than the constant emailing of spreadsheets, having phone calls, and so forth, and trying to capture this information, and you're really not having any way to audit the quality of the data. So, you know, what would you say are the key things that a PIM solution could do to help make that a much more seamless, fast, efficient process? I think it just circles back to the topic I was saying earlier. It's a matter of making your suppliers, when you're a retailer, um, realize what you actually need from him, as simple as that. Uh, So it makes it easier and faster for uh, those suppliers to add um, the relevant product information into your catalog as a retailer. Uh, it, It makes it easier uh, to do basically more with less. So here I'm also referring to the topic of, you know, uh, working with smaller or distributed teams, how to manage this with, you know, smaller teams, with automations, with business rules engine, uh, the workflow we put in place. And by basically asking your suppliers to work a little bit more for you than they used to do in the past. I, I can also name uh, the Equino and Border that gives your suppliers an easy way to directly enrich products and access basically to your catalog in a, in a secured and scalable way. And it really helps them um, and encourage them to contribute uh, to the needed data because they have a very sleek and simple interface to work into uh, and they just love working in. Yeah, and the nice thing about that, you mentioned it was secure and that's what's cool is that you're not, you don't have to have your suppliers actually log into your PIM, but they actually have an environment that looks like the PIM and reflects what the catalog requirements are that you have as the seller. So yeah, that, that, you know, that's they, a lot. When, when we talk about supply and boarding with retailers, they're also um, come up with questions related to security and scalability. How can I still be scalable in my business by not uh, polluting the other processes um, right. if a supplier loads uh, 10,000 of products at once? So with Akio uh, on border, we made sure we had uh, the right architecture to tackle those challenges of security. Um, uh, each supplier has a uh, private uh, instance that sits alongside the PIM, and they are basically not entering the, uh, the firewall of the retailers. So it's, it's a very secured way of seeing the, this process and still scale uh, in a way that each supplier has its own private instance to simplify so that they can avoid you know, uh, affecting the others uh, from from working. So an easier process, better collaboration, faster time to market. What's not to like, right? Absolutely, yeah. Tongi, thank you very much. We've been joined today by Tongi Mariadek, Sales Director for Northern Europe and Asia Pacific here at Akinio. I'd like to thank you, Tongi, for joining me, sharing your insights and observations. And thanks to everybody out there for tuning in. And, of course, keep an eye out for our next edition of our PXM Pioneers podcast. Thanks, everybody, and see you soon. Thanks, John. See you soon.